You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. A little bit different uh, episode this evening as we record. We are sitting around the fire table in my backyard, and we are joined by a special guest, my lovely wife, Kelly. Yay! Yay! So Hello. fun! Go, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I have a recording of me doing that. Yes, we do. That would be really fun to like have as an outtake, and then Kelly could have that as like your ring on her phone. Or every time I text every her. Every time you text her or call her, it goes, go, Kelly. Go, Kelly. Okay, the fact that Kelly's with us is my second favorite thing about this episode. What uh, is your first favorite thing about this episode? Uh, we're all sitting around looking at each other, not I videoing know. us. Yeah. Not on a screen, it's which been we haven't a while done since in we've forever. Done this. Yes. Well, and the fact that it's like 70 degrees outside in Texas and it's almost June. It's a perfect is, night. Yeah, it's insane. And I love that we can record outside and hopefully we won't have 900 airplanes fly over us. <laughs> or children coming on. <laughs> yes, or children come to check on us because this is earlier than we typically record. <laughs> I would say that, you know, we are in the flight path. Uh, most people living in DFW would say, well, sure you are. Everyone's in the flight path. But no, we literally are like in the flight right path. Like it goes right over the house. It, I, I can stand out in the backyard and, and the plane will literally go right over my head. I can see the underbelly. <laughs> yeah, like that one. Like, yeah, I don't know if anybody could hear that. That just went over. Like, you can't see it because of the, of, of the covering the cover. know, over, over your patio. Yeah. But if, like, you take one step outside, <laughs> right. it's right it's over right your head. It's right there. Which is funny because um, the next runway over, which is a matter of miles, obviously, is yeah. right over our house. There you go. <laughs> and so I remember the first, the first time we did our build course, it was so nice that we did, like, half of the classes in the backyard. And so it's just like a constant barrage of airplanes flying <laughs> yes, over. Yes, we had to keep, keep pausing keep because pausing. it was so loud. All right. So um, I told you before we started recording that I wish we were recording the the banter and the warm-up ahead of time. <laughs> because Kelly said something really nice about you. She did say something And I want to ask her to say it again so we can get it on, 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 on the recording <laughs> over here. I said that Chris has a, a very nice voice. It's great for podcasts and other things. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well now. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, I'll see you later. <laughs> oh my gosh, are we gonna have to put like an exp- like an uh, adult, mature <laughs> audience rating Dallas, on this one? Please cut that. Dallas, please do not. Leave that in. Do not cut that at all. No, uh, you know that's true. So when he said that, I thought to myself, it reminded me of the genesis of this thing when we had just moved into our new house and we were having a New Year's Eve party. And Chris famously, and I was cooking because anybody who knows me knows that I have a, a short list of super secret fantasy jobs. One of them is guitar player in rock and roll band, and the other one is pilot, and the other one is chef. And so I was cooking up some kind of 
hors d'oeuvres, hoping that you were doing everybody... mushrooms for the pizza things. I was doing something. I, yeah. and mushrooms. I specifically remember. And, oh, and you told okay. me how much oil to put on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris said, I don't want to talk to anybody. Can you give me a job? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and so well, I guess, I mean, obviously, I didn't know you as well then as I do now. And he was standing, he was talking to me. And, 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 and his, his, his voice was like three inches from my ear. And I thought, dude, you got a magnificent sounding voice. Let's start a podcast. <laughs> and so um, the, previous, the, the previous couple of episodes to this one in the sequence that they'll be released um, has just Chris and I. Because remember, Kayla wasn't feeling well to record right. a couple of episodes. We did a couple of kind of dad-only episodes. Yeah, and that was kind of like a throwback to the old days. Because I think like the first three, four, or five episodes of this thing uh, was just the two of us, and then we finally talked Kaylee into coming. I don't even know if it was five. Uh, certainly the first two, maybe the first three, but I think by four, I, I think there was the, something you wanted and, me to come. Join well, the way we for. did it too, because th- this was an equipment issue at the time. Like the 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 equipment <laughs> that we had, we only oh, had yeah. two microphones, right? So it was and just so you and I. It was just you and me the first yeah. time you were on as and a then, guest, and then we were able to borrow some equipment that let let us hook up a third uh, and fourth mic, and from that point forward, we got to have all three of us on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's right. true. We had to, we had to, you had to get some funds because we had the little Zoom recorder. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What a walk down memory lane. There you go. So we're walking down memory lane, and then then we got more equipment that we could have three people, and then uh, the audio engineering went from me, uh, not just engineering, uh, but the engineering, the production, and all Everything. that comes over yep. me. To, uh, to a guy named Chris Fonte. You remember when, when Chris oh, was yeah. with us for a while? Chris was our original audio so, engineer. Yeah, and so then, like Chris and his wife, Katie, uh, moved out of state. And I think they're still listeners. So hi, Chris and Katie. Hi, Chris and Katie. Hello. There you go. Uh, and then when Chris moved, uh, the the wonderful and talented Dallas Stacy, who I know we talk about Dallas in superlatives a lot in this thing. <laughs> but I think that if people actually knew how much we think of Dallas, they would... Like, I don't know how to communicate we're, how much. We're not it. just saying it to say yeah, it. I mean, it, sound like all, it sound nice. It's, it's things we generally believe because uh, we, we love him to death. We do. And he's a genuinely nice man, yep. too. Yes. And and also, his lovely wife, Denon, and who celebrated her first Mother's Day here recently. They, mm-hmm. they became parents. So a little boy. Yes. All right. All right, all right, enough, enough Beautiful of that. What walk do you want to talk down about? Memory lane. <laughs> okay, now the that everybody's are like, all like crying. all right, we've heard these stories before. Move on. Like, in fairness to us, we are actually literally not just like recording the thing now, but we are actually visiting with microphones in front of our faces. I know. Essentially, it's yes. fun. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Kayla says she should talk about something. Chris. We should talk about something. <laughs> well, we had a, a lovely conversation uh, around the fire table earlier before. It was uh, lit with the fire uh, when we were using it just for dining purposes. And our teenagers were here with us. And we thought, hmm, maybe we should have a a little podcast or two about parenting teenagers specifically. Now, uh, our teenagers might be a little different than those for a lot of our listeners because we've had our teenagers since, if not birth, toddlerhood. So, yeah. you know, for some of our parents listening, they're getting Tori a, out of the hospital. They're getting a teenager mm-hmm. dropped off tomorrow. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah, so right? The oldest so, teen represented yeah. here was three years and nine months old when he joined our family. Right. So yeah. That's the oldest yeah. teen. Rep- I mean, the oldest they were when they joined the family. Right. Yeah. Okay. And of course, with Tori for you and Davis for us yes. from birth, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks there before they actually came home, yeah. respectively. But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
With with the, the, it's a new we, season, Parenting what, Teenagers. Oh, well, yeah. Well, hold on, before, before we actually dive into the new season, Parenting Teenagers, I want to tell, tell, say something that... Um, Chris has referenced the fire table a couple of times. And so we were sitting and we were just enjoying visiting. And I said, Kelly, do you want to be on the podcast? And she said, sure, I'll do it. Uh, and then I said, okay, well, then I ran home to get to get enough microphones and mic cables to record it because I don't think you have enough mics here at your house. And then uh, I got back and the fire was lit. And I said, I guess you lost that one, Turner. <laughs> I didn't uh, think it was going to be cold enough to warrant the fire table but you the, are correct it is not cold enough it is, fire table. Uh, the fans are on high beautiful. but the fire table is going <laughs> those are compromised the fans stay on high if the fire table goes no uh, in all seriousness why i was excited about wanting to talk about this and i think i think this was kelly's idea when we said what can we talk about was because you know kelly and i were talking yesterday is that so so often we get to talk about introduction to trauma stuff we get to talk about choices readers and compromises and and sort of you know those kinds of things and and, and the background of trauma and understanding why behind the behavior and all valuable things absolutely valuable things and there are people who are, you know tomorrow will will fill out an application uh to become foster parents or start the adoption process or something like that so there's always people coming to this, this who needs to hear, who needs to hear it but we very rarely get to talk about if you've done this for a lot for amount of years, what that looks like, because we do get to parent our teens differently because we've done the ten years of work building the, the trust-based relationship. So that's why I was pretty excited about Kelly's suggestion for topic tonight. I think the one tool I use the most with my teen is repair. <laughs> I mess well, things up a lot. Well, I think it, that's one of the things we said too, is we were like. Because especially with the oldest, because we're learning, like, we're learning together what it is to parent a teenager, right? I mean, it's like, so we're figuring out where we need to parent and where we need to mentor and where we need to coach and where, you know, it's kind of like... Because your relationship's different at this stage than it was before, right? They're closer to getting out of the house on their own college or a full-time job, what have you. And I think the problem that I think I have is that I have my expectations and yeah this is hard to admit but i've you know put them onto my child and like if he doesn't like i made straight a's and he doesn't and i'm like why aren't you making straight a's it's not that hard you know it's not that hard I'm like, yeah it's yeah it, and i have to step back and be like you're not me and he's like mom i'm not you <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like i'm glad you finally realized that <laughs> oh my now gosh. can we move on right. you know well so so, so so what you said kelly though and, and we get to talk about this um, every now and then and talk about the expectations and we could probably do like a whole series of, of episodes on expectations but I heard something uh, this morning um, so this morning was our last watching church at home we've decided that when the calendar turns to June we're going back in person and so um, and so he preached on parenting today uh, and and it was just a really really great sermon because there's a lot of connected principles in there um, but but he said something that, that I wrote down. He said, parents need to remember that just two things. Just because you had parents doesn't mean you know how to be a parent. <laughs> and just because you were a kid doesn't know you doesn't mean you know how to raise a kid. Yep. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's so yeah. much wisdom in that. Because we do take for granted um, that that, oh, look, a little human lives at our house. We know automatically know what to do. But just because I pick up a golf club doesn't mean I'm any good with it or pick up a tennis racket doesn't mean I'm any good at it. But we seem to think that parenting 
will just come naturally to us and and I think more than, more than anything while while the teen years have been pretty good I think I think um it certainly has been um because we think of sort of raising the teenagers and especially our son who just graduated from high school as sort of he's in finishing school now and we're more sort of mentoring him uh, than than we are really really raising him to to some degree right but oh my gosh, the, the, having teenagers requires you to bring your A game. Like, like you've like 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 I have learned more in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. in an, in a, in a need needs based learning to parent the teens than I probably learned in in you know six or eight years prior to that. Yeah, one thing you said there about uh, parenting doesn't come naturally. I think. I agree and and respectfully disagree because you know well, as we, long as it's respect we, we, we do know that there <laughs> there is a certain amount of natural nurture especially I think for for moms uh, you know the, the the old cliche of of the the mom in the third world country you know tending the crops and giving birth right there in the garden and then you know suckling the baby to her breast and then going right back to work kind of a thing there is a natural uh, tendency I think uh, when it comes to parenting but then the flip side of that, I think, though, is that what we think of as uh, natural parenting goes back to something we've said a lot on this podcast is uh, if you don't know any different, you just parent the way you knew how you were parent, right. parented. And I think that's the quote unquote natural state for, for most of us is we're yeah. just parenting the way we were parented. Kind of duplicating what you know. Even if it's not the best way to parent, yeah, right? So, yeah. so when you were talking, I missed the second half of your point. Because <laughs> you were stuck on the whole... The, the, metaphor, uh, no, because it sounded like you were like, like, you know, doing the voiceover on a National Geographic <laughs> documentary. <laughs> Which, by the way, you have the voice for. To just echo what Kelly said earlier. So, anyone from Nat Geo's listening, email us. We'll send you. I am, avi- I am available for voice work. <laughs> but I thought, wow, that sounded like something I'd watch on TV. Uh, well, and I think you know, it's like there is there's all these different stages of parenting. And so just when you feel like you've mastered one stage of parenting, they move to <laughs> Here a comes one. another. And so you're like, Oh, okay. I think I've got this toddler thing filled out. Oh, Oh, now we're in like preschool. Oh wait, I got this preschool. Oh, now we're in elementary, you know, and it's like these, all these different stages. And so they get to preteen and you kind of freak out a little bit and then you realize, well, maybe preteen's not so bad. And then you get to teenager and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to, prepare this kid I think that's the thing that as I talk to parents the most they're they're feeling the pressure of this child is going to be an adult soon and I need to make sure that they're prepared for the real world and so what tends to happen is connected parenting goes out the window and fear parenting jumps in and it's like oh crap this kid's leaving my house in a year and I need to make sure they're ready and screw the relationship we're just just like you know welcome world yeah (laughs) and i keep i keep kind of going back to like this i want my kids to come back to me like i want them to want to have this relationship and so every time i talk to a parent that's like well but they're they're going to be gone in a year and i'm like then you have one year to make sure your relationship is in a good place that when they screw up when they're in college they're going to come home because they're going to screw up they're going to do things and do they want to come to you or do they hide it from you because they're afraid of your reaction? Do they want to say, hey, mom and dad, I screwed up. I like slept through all my classes in college and 
now I'm failing and I've gotten kicked out. I'm hoping you know? that, that that is the mom and dad I screwed up story that we get. <laughs> really? <laughs> I slept, uh, I slept uh, of all the possible <laughs> stories you could get, that's, not that's bad. the best one. <laughs> like my aunt used to say, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's, in, it's interesting just kind of, kind of, you know, I'm almost getting lost in just the euphoria of getting to sit and visit with you guys here. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, Kelly was said earlier about how she she spent more time repairing with with davis in his teen years and possibly anything else and, and i think kayla you know you talked about how our parents say well i have this amount of time and particularly like for foster parents because they they really do feel like they're working a clock yeah. you don't know what the clock's going to be a lot because ultimately right? you, yeah. you might not know what the clock's going to be like you have some idea uh and sometimes the clock gets cut short uh, on short notice and things like that uh, and so we do we do go um, heavy into the I have to prep this kid for the real world. Um, and then they say things like, well, I mean, how are they going to get ready for the real world unless they know that there are consequences for their actions? And and Kayla says this thing all the time. And so I, I won't even paraphrase it, but I'm going to just will you please say what you tell parents when they tell you that. And then I'll I'll keep going. Oh, gosh. Now you put me on the spot. Now no, you, you just tell know. them it's not your job. Oh, to, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm basically what I say to them. Is I'm like you don't have to prepare them for everything. Like, especially as a foster parent, the biggest thing you can prepare them for is to know how to interact in relationship with others, because they're going to have to do that for the rest of their life. You know, I see, I see foster parents getting stuck in the, yeah, your, your actions have consequences. And so I have to teach them this. And I'm like, then allow them to, Feel the natural consequences. Natural means I don't have to do anything and be right there to, to scoop them up and say, man, that was really hard. How can I help? You know, like when they screw up, don't pound on another consequence, but instead say, man, that was really hard that you didn't get to play that sport because you failed that class. How can I help? Do we need to get you a tutor? Do we need to do something? Like you're not, you don't have to rescue them from the consequences that come naturally because of whatever the school has in place or because, you know, I used to say like when kids were, you know, when they were little and they break a toy, that's their natural consequences. They can't play with the toy because it's broken, you know, and as they get older, those sometimes become more, they're harder. And as the parent, if we can come sit beside them and say, man, that was really a bummer. I'm so sad for you that that happened. How can I help you? What can I do? You know, and be there to support them in that and to navigate what that looks like and that relationship is there, that's so much more important than so many other things that parents are worried about. Hey friends, this is Dallas. I wanted to tell you about our Patreon page and how you can become a Patreon subscriber. If you go to patreon.com slash empowered parent, you can sign up to support our podcast starting at just $5 a month. You'll gain access to our exclusive Facebook group only for patrons. There's also other levels where you can get access to exclusive audio content and guest interviews, recorded classes, monthly Q&As to answer your questions, and also personal parent coaching where you can share some struggles you may be having and brainstorm ideas and get some resources to really help your family. Hey, we so appreciate you listening. And we would love your support for the podcast and to become a part of our Patreon family of listeners. To sign up, Visit patreon.com slash empowered parent. So, so I, I, I had an example of how you can be alongside your teen, uh, you know, let them know that you're on their side while they still 
are, are facing some consequences for, for their actions and you don't have to impose anything because we both, um, both couples here have a, a teenage driver in the house. And so, um, and so our son, um, you know, his version of the story is he didn't notice <laughs> that the speed limit went from 45 to 40. <laughs> Truth is, truth is that he comes from a, a, a long line of people who drive probably too fast. Um, you know, I, I I get told all the time by my wife I drive too fast because I w- was raised on the back seat of a car of a man who drives too fast. <laughs> you know, my, my dad was a racing car driver in the seventies, like 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 on the stock car circuit out in South Africa. Like he had a, you know, like he had a car with a roll cage in it, right? Uh, and part of why that's there, and like all my uncles race stuff, motorcycles and boats and cars, because my grandfather was a test pilot for Ford in the nineteen sixties, right? I mean, it's like it. But it's not obviously just genetic behavior because Tyler was adopted. It is clearly also learned behavior. Yes. And so he gets a ticket, gets pulled over for speeding, doing nine miles an hour over the speed limit of 40. Or as the officer pointed out to him, 20% exceeding <laughs> the speed limit. And so, Which is quite a hefty fine. Which is a hefty fine. And our response was, hey, man, sorry that this is going to cost you money. Glad you got a job. Um, if you can get defensive driving, <laughs> take, take the comedy one. It's less boring. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and that was it. Because, because there was a built-in consequence for the thing he did, courtesy yeah. of the local municipality. And we didn't have to put anything like like he already knows he shouldn't be speeding. He already knows it's going to cost him. Like, how am I helping my relationship with him by saying, "Oh, and by the way, here's now something mom ground. and dad attacking on." Yeah, right? we had a we yeah. had an incident this year with one of our children. Who this year, this month, this month, <laughs> like no, two weeks ago. I'm not talking about his accident. I'm talking about our other child who uh, who got sorry <laughs> who got well, in trouble. Like you have to tell that story now. <laughs> who got in trouble at school and ended up getting suspended and. Mm. Um, we did not punish him here. We thought that that was, you know, what the school did was, uh, truthfully, I thought it was a little harsh. Overkill, <laughs> to be honest. And yeah. tried to, like, co- talk to them about that. Like, are you sure? That seems a bit uh, out of, you know, for what he did, it seemed a bit much. But, um, you know, they did what they did, and we, you know, we could have grounded him more or done something, but we thought that that was more than enough. And, you know, hopefully he's learned his lesson. <laughs> um and yeah. it won't happen again. He probably has it. It was also one of those situations, not to get into any details uh, about it, but it was one of those kind of parenting situations where the, the thing he did was not malicious. Um, he was just trying to do something to, to have some fun. And what he ended up doing, you're, you're at once strangely proud of him for figuring it out because it was, it was a rather technical computer type of situation oh, that's funny. so you're kind of you're kind of proud of him for figuring this this thing out but at the same time you, you understand that yeah that's not a good thing they that you should have, have that done. going on at the yeah. school yeah can't, can't have that going on so um yeah it was uh one of the situations of like kelly said nothing further was required of us uh yeah. him missing school missing his friends uh was, was going to be enough yeah, yeah and yeah. unfortunately when he went back everyone knew why he was happened. gone when they weren't yeah. supposed to they, they because of the nature of the situation you know, secret but everyone's like oh you're you're the one you're the one like, so he came home really disheartened that first sure. day mm. and luckily it was just one day by the by the next day they were talking about somebody else that got, got in trouble so um and yeah. hey you know this is one of those situations where if you're not a patreon subscriber we might talk about this in more detail <laughs> in the patreon green room <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd I'd love for you to 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 cash that check because I literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I will go on record right now and say it was nothing. It was nothing to do with dirty pictures or anything like that. Yeah. Because um, I did mention that was something you're not supposed to be doing on a computer, which is like the first thing everyone ever thinks about. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'd be happy to perhaps go into a little more detail. Uh, but for that, you're going to have to, you know, uh, pony up some support for the podcast. Uh, there you go. To hear it. I figured it probably wasn't bad pictures because you said you were somewhat proud. And so I figured <laughs> right. that canceled out anything right. like that. Yes. But it is funny how many times... You know, kids get in trouble for that. There is a natural consequence that comes with it. You know, we've had situations where like kids like our kids who weren't being kind to others and then therefore lost a friend or our kids who were were doing something annoying and nobody wanted to play with them. And that and it was like people want to be like, well, see, I've told you, if you don't stop doing that, then nobody's going to want to play with you and like dog pile onto the kid. Yeah. But it's a perfect opportunity to be able to kind of say, man, that was really hard. How can I help you? Like, what can we do so that doesn't happen again? I can see you're really sad. I didn't, I don't like it either when I'm in that place. We don't have to do that. I told you so, or the additional well, it's you an know. opportunity for growth for the child. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, and, and, and again, I'm going to say sometimes parents, that means it feels like I'm talking about other people, but I can talk about what we've done over oh, the yeah. years, is we've really missed the opportunity for the kids to grow um, because we were, we were more interested in, 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 you know, in, in heaping more burning coals on their heads, so to speak, yeah. right? Because how else are they going to learn their lesson unless we're punitive? But, but what we've come to understand that pu- punishment more often than not in parenting, it just teaches our kids, uh, draws very quick lines, and it makes it clear what they have to work around, right? Yeah. And so even when they get into trouble, they know that there were consequences for their action at school. And we told, when, when our kids are homeschooled now, but when they were attending school, I told the principal one time, whatever punishment, whatever consequence there is in this school for any of his behavior will be the only consequence because we're going to support him at home and, and deem that that consequence is enough. We're not, we're not, you know, heaping, heaping, stacking the consequences at home. The same way we tell people don't stack compromises, don't stack consequences either. Yeah. Well, and I think too often people think that punishing a child is the best way to get them to learn but really it's about training them to do what is right and punishment just oftentimes what i've found with punishment is it just teaches them how to hide what they're doing from you more right because they don't want to get caught yeah it's definitely know? been a, gra- a grounder like i've yeah. grounded one of our ch- child children child <laughs> children children uh, quite a bit for grades for you know, getting on the PlayStation when he's not supposed to for this, that, and it doesn't do any, like it's does nothing except ground him. <laughs> like it doesn't teach him anything. Well, it harms a relationship, yes. right? Right. Because he comes to think maybe that you're unreasonable. I mean, like, like to me, the issue with like, you know, and, and, and they're probably this, we may get more emails over what I'm about to say Uh-oh. than we have in a year. Uh-oh. But, but, but the more often than not, the consequence of punishing a child because of their grades is that they will learn how to figure out how to cheat more yeah. than it will just raise their grade because they work harder, right? Right. And, and I think that that's because, because, because we don't actually as parents um, think, think three steps ahead. You know, as the recording of this, 
is the evening of the 105th Indianapolis 500. And yep. and, and after um, Ilio Castroneves won, he's 46 years old today, um, the commentator said, while the other drivers were playing checkers, he was playing chess. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's a phrase that I love. We use it a lot because sometimes we think that it's a simple game like checkers, but parenting isn't a simple game like checkers. Parenting is like three dimensional chess played upside down. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? It's just you're like like you've almost got to be like like a Jedi um, to be able to to do this because we want to do is we we react, and and what we need to do is we need to is we need to take a few breaths and process particularly with kids with trauma histories because that part of their brain where risk and reward is analyzed in the mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex. A lot of times that's not even on, that's not online or even it's online, it's not being accessed very well. And we think, oh, here's, here's, here's a consequence. But the part that processes risk and reward, um, which the consequence would fall into that, is not functioning. And all you're doing is just punishing the kid and not developing them. Which, which ultimately, I think, ends up hurting the relationship rather than strengthening it. Well, and ultimately, I think punishment is, by default, kind of lazy parenting, you know? like right. Because it's the, I don't know what else to do, so I'll just do this, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's where, that's when we start doling out a consequence. It's typically out of, well, I don't know what else to do, so I'll do this. Maybe this will work, you yeah. know? And so I think when we can... When we can think relationship first and we can think, and especially when it comes to teens, because teens are, I mean, they're beyond the stage of you being able to make them do anything, to be quite honest, right? I mean, you know, when they're little, you can pick them up and move them to where you need them to go (laughs) or, you know, that they don't have as much control. But once they get to be teenagers, they're definitely they can assert their control in ways that there's nothing you can do. Like, and, and so if you don't have the relationship with your child to be able to say, here's why I put this boundary in place. Here's why I don't want you to do this. Or here's why I want you to do this. It's for your good. And then they begin, if they're at a place where they can trust you, that you have their best interest at heart, then they'll listen to you based on that relationship. Yeah. We, we tried that. Our son got in a car accident, first one, scared the, you know, everything out of us. Yeah. And we're lucky he's okay. But we tried to te- tell him that him staying up late, which is a big fight all the time, mm-hmm. it all goes together because then he's late for school and then he has to drive fast and then this and this. So, right. like, you know, hopefully, you know, he understands, you know, we don't just say you have to go to bed early just to be mean. Right. That we have a purpose behind it mm-hmm. in that it's... You know, it all, everything goes together and it all has a purpose. And then you end up with this wreck on the way to school, you know? So both of those things, the thing Kelly just mentioned on how things are connected, explaining that to him. And then something you said earlier, Kayla, about teaching, uh, reminded me of, you know, we've had episodes before we talked about uh, teaching outside the moment. Right, and that looks totally different with our teenagers than it does yeah. for for our younger kids. So I'd like to do uh, another episode, uh, again focusing on teens, but talking more. I think about how teaching outside the moment looks with them yeah, versus that's a great our younger idea. kids. More proactive ways with teenagers. Right. Yeah, I like that. So stay tuned, listeners. Sounds uh, good. We're going to have another episode uh, from around the fire table uh, for your listening pleasure. 
And as always, if you uh, have subscribed to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're subscribing from, please give us the podcast a thumbs up, uh, leave us a review, uh, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast, get them to subscribe. It really helps our numbers and our rankings on those respective platforms. And as always, thanks for listening.